Hey everybody, welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today, I think Wendy regrets today's choice of topic, but we are talking, are you the parent you thought you'd be? I don't regret you it. You don't? Oh, good. I just have lots to talk about. Are you going to be judging my parenting? No, are you going to be <laughs> judging mine? No. Okay, I'm just very emotional about it. We'll get into oh, it. Oh, I get it. Before we get emotional, let's talk about all the places you can find us outside of the podcast. Of course, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok. We are at Megan and Wendy in both of those places. And you can email us. That's always my line. You can email us, Wendy at gmail.com. You can also join our exclusive Facebook group, Long Story Shorties. You can join our Patreon community for just $5 a month. You get bonus podcast episodes that you can't get anywhere else. And lastly... You love us. You want to support the podcast. We love your five-star ratings and reviews. I'm going to read a recent-ish review. Ish is the key word. Whatever. It was a review left for us. Down to earth and entertaining. I was introduced to Megan and Wendy through their social media channels, and their podcast has the same warmth, wit, and relatability. For an elder millennial mom, they're just a couple years ahead of me on the life track. And their approach to parenting, relationships, and home life is comforting and attainable. And they even got me to watch some Hallmark movies. Their rapport with one another is genuine and not tinged with one-upmanship like some podcasts I've listened to. Uh-huh. I also appreciate that they're making an effort to expand their worldview while acknowledging their own privilege and blind spots. We're just all of it. All of it. All of it. Thank you so much for your review. It is very easy to leave a rating and review. We love them. They help people find us. There's an easy link in our show notes if you'd like to leave a review in the Apple Podcast system. Speaking of feedback from listeners. Okay. (laughs) I'm a little bit scared. Okay. You shouldn't be. Uh, Last week, we talked about my fervent hate of the heat. How I am pre-hating September because it is hot. We are under a heat dome in California. It does not cool off at night. It is freaking miserable here, y'all. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that so many people left comments on our Instagram. That said what? I'll read. I'll read a few. Okay. Caitlin says, I am not thriving in this heat. I am a tender petal. (laughs) Oh, fair. Okay. Sarah Cooley Parsons says, this summer can bite me. The heat is garbage. The clothes are dumb and it is expensive to cool the house. These kids eat all the time. Camps, boredom, vacation. The sun zaps my soul of happiness. Okay. Another crafty Ashley Graham says, I am here as an ardent heat hater. The heat weather makes my day de facto 30% worse. And a lot of kind of rough things can happen during a day. But if I'm not actively sweating and also wearing comfy, flowy clothes, bonus points for scarves, I am one happy camper. Scarves? Scarves? How are we wearing a scarf if it's like so freaking hot? She's saying she's happy when she gets to wear the Got it. Things. Okay, so speaking of one-upping, are you trying to tell me that like... I'm being too no nonchalant about the warm weather. Because we did get comments that are like, I love the summer. I live for it. I am a lizard. Bring me the heat. Uh-huh. So I am just pointing out that many people enjoy the heat. They're thriving. And plenty of people who live in places that are not here are like, F you. It's about to be miserable here. Let me live the last few days of summer. It's about to snow here for the next six months. Yeah. Right. But I am just pointing out that you thought it was completely bizarre that it would ruin my day, that it would make me angry and physically unhappy. Ruin your month. Yeah. Like, you're already going into the month like, yeah. F this, it's too hot, 
my life is terrible. But that's not to say that I have not enjoyed myself. I had a lovely weekend. Okay. I'm not a miserable person. I just like, there's just this background hum of misery that I am working to overcome. Has this always been a thing? Like since you were a child, do you remember like Mm. being in like school or high school and being like, hmm, it's really hot today. No. I mean, it's an adulthood thing. Yeah. Well, I feel like we run hotter as women. Sure. And I mean, it has, uh, you're not wrong. It has been brutally hot here. Yeah. I spent the entire last weekend at a soccer tournament outside sweating my balls off. And I don't do well in like being out in the hot, hot heat. Yeah. Like it makes my stomach hurt. Like, is that a thing? Sure. And like porta potties and this no, and no, that, and it was no, just no, no, miserable. No. Yeah. So I feel your pain if that's your everyday for you. For me, I don't feel like I, I'm only hot when I walk from my car to the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. From one cool spot to another cool spot. Yeah, but I like fresh air. I like opening my windows. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I am missing that right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I love when the weather... Why are we talking so much weather on this podcast? I don't know. But I love when we can, like, open the windows and there's, like, this beautiful cross right? breeze through the house. I do love that. Well, I'm just hoping for your sake that it cools down a little bit so you can have a pleasurable September because it is Megan's birthday month. It is. I keep looking. We're not quite at the my birthday in the 10-day forecast. I keep looking. <laughs> okay. Well, this is not in our notes, but no. I do want to bring it up. Okay. I had suggested to Megan that maybe she and I go to Disneyland I on said, her birthday. Should I we said, go? Yeah. Okay, remind me to make the reservation today. Okay. I mean, even if it's just for like a fun couple of hours, we can only go to one park though. That's fine. I just like to look around, walk around, and we'll do our fun rides and then eat some food. So I think that's what we should do for your birthday. Okay. I'm in. Yay, yay, yay. One quick Mm follow-up. I have not contacted anyone at my children's school since our last recording. Side note though, today she tells me, she tells me, she tells me, no, no, no. She's rolling her eyes at me right now, you guys. She told me yesterday that the school screwed, screwed up the calendar. Yeah, so, but I, the thing, shit happens. I wasn't complaining to them about it. No, but they obviously don't, they're this not on top of school. their, they're not on top of their game over there. This is a different school. I Whatever. I'm surprised you didn't fire off an email to this one. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a changed woman. Oh my God. I don't like being that person. It doesn't make me feel good to be that person. The entire time I was being that person, I was like, I don't want to do it. But there Look, you have it. You needed the information. I still don't have it. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> awful. Still waiting for that principal's email on Monday to find out if they got any minimum days in the next two weeks. They don't. But back to school night is coming. So I'm sure she's going to. Uh... I've already been to back to school night at the middle school. Okay. And tonight is the high school. But you haven't had any discussion with anybody at the high school. It's the middle school that's been the problem. Yeah. And I was just asked to take a committee position on the (gasps) middle school PTA. As what? Social media chair, of course. I'm already doing it for the high school. And so now I'm going to do it for the middle school. I'm totally mixing up your schools. Look at you. I'm communications chair at the high school and social media chair at the middle school. Update that LinkedIn. It's because they know I'm a sucker. And also I know how to use Instagram. No, I mean, I feel like if you know how to do it. Like I'm a graphic design genius. When I whip out a Canva image, I'm like, all I did was change the colors and the words. So seriously. Inside note, I had to design a flyer yesterday uh-huh. for a project that I'm working on uh-huh. for a charity organization. And 
I was told, oh my God, don't let anybody know that you know how to do these things because they're going to ask you forever. And I was oh, like, seriously, um, I just used Canva and it was a template and I changed the colors. I don't know. <laughs> like, this is not rocket science. Guys. I did not invent the wheel there. <laughs> so I have a funny delivery story. Okay. And this will lead into the next topic of Hoco. So my daughter is in need of a homecoming dress. Yeah. We went shopping for one in stores last weekend, was very disappointed because the selection was very limited. Mm -hmm. So I ordered so many on the internet the other night. And one place was like, oh, we can have it delivered tomorrow. Like the next day within 24 hours. Like I was like, well, okay, that's cool. I just assumed it was gonna be coming from like FedEx or something. Well, I get a text at 9.30 last night, 9.30 p.m., and it's like, hi, this is Jay from Swift, and we're on our way to deliver your item. And I was like, why are you texting me? Like, that's so weird. I mean, cool communication, great. But then the follow-up text says, you need to show ID. And I'm like, what? So I reply back, and I'm like, ID for a dress? And then I said, please don't knock on the door because... I have dogs like, you know, my husband's in bed already. Like I have three crazy dogs that are going to bark at some man at the door. Mm -hmm. So I grab my ID and my teenager and I'm like, stand with me at the front door. So when he pulls up, like, you know, it's all safe. So he, oh yeah, there's two women, one of them is a child, but we're in, (laughs) but we're in the house still, you know, like we're, you know, anyway. So he pulls up and he's like doing his thing on his phone And I was like, do you need ID? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm usually delivering vapes. (laughs) And I was like, what? And apparently you have to show ID when you're like ordering drugs. Controlled substances. Yes. So I was like, well, it's just a homecoming dress. He's like, yeah, yeah, no big deal. So he's like taking his picture and he's like, then tells me again, like, yeah, I'm usually delivering vapes. I'm like, I got you. I'm like, give me my dress and let me get inside the freaking house. Anyway, it was just so funny and weird. Anyway, let me give you a homecoming update. Please. Like I said, we went shopping for dresses. Yeah. I was really like looking forward to having this moment with my teenage daughter. Yeah. It wasn't great. We went to like a popular dress store at the mall Uh and there were a million teenage girls in there Uh and i will say like their homecoming dance is scheduled quite early compared to like others so i assume like there wasn't going to be anybody in there shopping well there were girls in there shopping but they were just there to try dresses on not actually buy dresses so like they would take 20 dresses into the dressing room and there would be three of them in there like taking pictures like and pictures? TikTok videos and stuff. And I'm like, I'm standing in a line of like 10 people waiting for a dressing room. I was, my head was going to explode. Oh no. So, you know, the people that work there hate this. Oh, I would never work there. Not in a million Can years. You imagine they're like all these. Freaking yeah. And then they got to like teenage TikTok, everything back on the hanger and put it all away. No, thank you. Um, one final Hoko update. The Instagram account for her high school is now sharing like the asking. Oh, mm-hmm. Aww, it stresses me out like so badly because she's like so excited about it. Like I learned that she really wants to be asked oh. to go, mm-hmm. but I keep keeping the expectation low. Like it's so fun that you can go with friends mm-hmm. and like this mm-hmm. is so great. Go with your group of girlfriends. It would be great. Blah, 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 whatever. But I think like in the back of her mind, she's really hoping some boy is going to like pop out with a poster board that says 
something clever on it. Yeah, that our high school has a specific Instagram account for asking. Yes, same day. Same share same. when there's a dance coming, and you send in your picture. Mm-hmm. to be featured there. And then I think they actually give away like a ticket to one person for yes. every dance, one couple. Yep. Same. They do the same thing. Yeah. It stresses me out too. Honestly, that whole, that, yeah. Yeah. Well, the other day I pulled into the, I was doing pickup and I pulled into the parking lot and it's a big, long, windy parking lot. And I see this boy standing there with like his poster like, folded in half and his flower. And he was like waiting for the girl to come out of her class. And I was like, the balls on that kid to do this like it was so much lower stakes when we were kids totally and i did like low-key mention to ask my daughter i was like do you need all that like pomp and circumstance or like would you just be okay if somebody just said hey do you want to go and she's like oh it'd be totally okay if someone just asked yeah you know, she doesn't need the whole fanfare, which I'm like, oh, thank God. She's I would have been humiliated right? by the fanfare as a high schooler. That attention? Yes. Forget it. No, thank you. Forget it. It's like <laughs> being asked to get married at a baseball you know, game. At an Angels game yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh Don't like it. Oh my God, so Don't stressful. Like I will keep you guys updated next week. You know, these kids, they live their lives much more publicly than we ever did. Right. Now you wanted to mention this? Okay, Wendy's holding up her Red Bull. I saw a TikTok. You know, it's a TikTok. Mm-hmm. But it was like... It was a response to something else, but there was this whole thing about like, oh yeah, my dad used to drink energy drinks every single day and then like... He died of a heart attack. Yes. I'm okay. very worried about you. Okay. First of all, I don't drink them every single day. Okay. I drink the smallest one available. It's the 8.4 ounce. Uh-huh. Okay. Look, she's have terrible eating habits. I went through Carl's Jr. yesterday for lunch. I am not Ooh. suggesting that I am uh, the master. I just want you to not... I just don't want you to, you know, drop dead from energy drink okay this is one thing and you get it in your head you're like do you remember when our children were little there was a big thing about dry drowning yeah i do and did that get in your head yeah like that your daughter was gonna dry drown like when she went to the pool yes so it's one of those things like i saw it and i was like please don't die from an energy drink okay just like i was like please don't dry drown wow well this is a great segue let's take a quick break and come back and talk about all the ways in which we're failing as parents okay I don't want to talk about the ways in which we're failing. I just thought it was interesting thinking about we're kind of like on the tail end of not parenting, mm-hmm. but of full-time parenting children at home. Like we're in the last quarter of that. Yeah. And, you know, we both have kids in high school. And as an aside, my youngest graduates from high school, she's in six years. Mm-hmm. And my husband wants to leave California and I have dug in and said, I want to stick it out until the kids are out of high school. Right. I don't want to leave now, but in all fairness, I am willing to leave after that. But I've said like six years, give me six years. I need six years. And so he is a teacher also. The other day he goes, it's 69 months until. I can't believe he counted. He always has a countdown going on for something. Yeah, I know. He's got like, currently his countdowns are. Christmas. Decorating for Christmas. Okay. Christmas. And there's a third, and I can't remember what it is, but he keeps them on his calendar, and it'll be like 11. It says like 11 slash 8. And he's like, oh, it's 11 weeks till this and 8 weeks till that. And then towards the end of the school year, he'll start counting down school days. Wow. Anyway, 
when he said that, he was like, it's five years and nine months until the end of her senior year. And as far as he's concerned, he's like the end of he's done teaching. But who knows? We'll see. He's will be graduating too. Yes. Right. Graduating I, into retirement. We will just run our long story short empire remotely. Or we can move to the same place. Okay. But we've been parenting for a long time. So mm-hmm. we thought we should look back. Oh God. I know. It's, I know. You I, know, it's so funny when you brought this topic up, I was like, great topic because we don't talk a lot of parenting here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that we're in such a steen stage of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think we found each other when our kids were little mm-hmm. and here they are like almost adults now. Yeah. It's wild, man. Like we took our girls to the American Girl store. Yeah, but I remember when our girls were little and we had went to that place in Newport Beach. It was a blogging event and it was a clothing store because I remember you commented on what she was wearing. You knew the brand of it. And I was like, hmm, I see you. Oh, was she wearing Splendid? Yes, she was. (laughs) See, is it triggered now? Do you remember? No, but that's just like my favorite little kid's brand. Oh my God, that's so fun. I just feel like crazy emotional, like... That my daughter is almost out of high school. Mm -hmm. And I've been having lots of feelings of regret Mm -hmm. that I haven't given her a great childhood. That I haven't given her the parent that she needs. Okay. For example. Oh my God, I'm going to cry about it. (gasps) We don't eat dinner together at night, right? Never. Never. We've talked about it before. We're terrible about sitting down as a family. Yeah. We just recently, like every night she sits like in the dining room alone Uh and eats dinner and like, like watch her iPad or whatever. My husband and I are usually on the couch watching TV. Like we're a very like relaxed family. Yeah. The other day we were talking about our schedules being so busy and that we want to utilize Sunday night to sit down as a family to talk about the week or whatever. And we're like, oh, let's sit down at dinner on Sunday nights. And she like lit up. She was like, really? We're going to sit as a family at that <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt so bad. Like, I'm like, I can't even commit to one night a week to eat dinner. And my poor child has like eaten alone, like night after night after night for years just makes me feel terrible i uh, okay i hear you and i have a lot of regrets about the way i've parented my children as well i just want to say as an outsider the fact that you're not eating dinner together is not the one and only way to connect as a family right like you spend a lot of times like she is an only child so she has the benefit of you know, both parents, for the most part, being able to attend all of her sporting events because right. they're not splitting their time. So you guys were in San Diego for a soccer all weekend together as a family. So you are meeting her needs in those ways. Right. And my therapist would likely tell me the same thing. Right. Is she eating dinner? Is she, you know, is she being fed? Like, these are like the bare minimums that need to be met. And there's many families out there where those minimums are not being met for children, you know? So like, I can't like be hard on myself. I have to like accept that like she's being taken care of. Right. And there's more than one way to connect with your kids. Like 
couple weekends ago, you guys, just the two of you, spent the whole day in LA running around and doing things that she wanted to do. And you went homecoming dress shopping. And yes, you know, you've committed to a school that is geographically undesirable for you because that's where <laughs> she felt like was home. And yeah. I'm not invalidating your feelings because I think we all have those like, I have failed. This is the thing that doesn't look the way that I hoped it would look. Right. But I'm just saying as someone who knows you, I cannot let that go unsaid. Well, I appreciate that. You're Thank welcome. you. Uh, it's not the only thing, though. Of course. You know, there's like, I'm so shitty about like holidays. Like, I feel like I've really like soured the holidays for her because I don't get excited for it. Okay, but it's not like Christmas is not allowed in your house. You're not a Scrooge. You decorate. <laughs> you buy beautiful gifts. You buy the advent calendars. I know, but you I just have a feeling dinners and have traditions. Only going to think of like the things we didn't do. I look, I know bits and pieces of your childhood and if you compare the two, hers is not the childhood that she's taking trauma <laughs> into her adulthood. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I say this in a lighthearted way to my kids all the time. Sometimes when they're complaining about, you know, whatever. Kids complain. I complain. I spent 20 minutes talking about the weather. But <laughs> I <laughs> tell my kids all the time, I try and put their lives in perspective. Right. And I, t- like, look, you have such a nice, lovely, beautiful life. Even if you don't get everything you want in that moment your life is so good and you they don't realize it because they live in an area and in a community where everyone's lives are like that right and then a lot of people's lives are in a physical way better than theirs right but they are so lucky like they just are and sometimes my teenager really does not want to hang out with us. And sometimes we kind of do forced family time. Right. And I sometimes tell him like, look, if the worst thing you take into your adulthood is my parents wanted to spend time with me. (laughs) Right. Like that's not the drama that you think it is. Yeah. And I don't actually think that's the worst thing he's going to take into adulthood. Sometimes I'm like, are they only going to remember me looking at my phone? I I have a lot of feelings about that too. And that went off the rails. No, I (laughs) I just think, I think it's okay for like moms to talk about this stuff. Cause I don't think I haven't, you know, like we started as mommy bloggers and we we're all trying to connect. Right. Mm-hmm. Because like there was, I don't know, missing element or we were trying to figure it out mm-hmm. together. And then like that kind of all stopped, you know, as our kids got older, like right. we don't write about our kids. We don't talk about our kids. Like mommy blogging is basically dead. So I think now we're in a stage of our lives where we're like, what are we doing? And, and I don't, I just think it's a fair conversation to have. However, I also feel that. There's like a competitive nature between parents of teens. Mm. I don't, I don't know if you've come across this often. We'll be in conversations where like, People will say, like, you know, their kid's doing the best at school or doing mm. the best at sports mm. or don't even, like, talk about, like, any, like, you know, negative behaviors or any or any struggles that they're going through mm. as a parent. And I feel like when we 
are in that kind of environment, like I tend to shut down because like, I don't want to share my struggles as a parent or like tell a story of my kid being an asshole or whatever, because like, it feels very competitive. I don't, I can't put my finger on it exactly. Competitive is like maybe the wrong word, but have you experienced that at all? Well, I feel like we're in a place where parents at this age, and it probably happened when they were little, but start taking on their kids' accomplishments as a reflection of their great parenting. Sure. Like, my kid's an honor student because I pushed them. Mm-hmm. You know, my kid is a sports superstar. My kid is a this. My kid is a that. And I think it does a real disservice to our kids because odds are most people's kids aren't necessarily the best at anything. Right. Like, my kid's real average. Like, I'm not the best at anything. Me neither. And my life is still valuable, and I still have value to the people in my lives, even if I'm not the number one. Right. And so having these conversations, whether our kids hear them or not, suggesting like, oh, their value is based on their grades. Performance or, yeah. Yes. I think in the long run does a disservice. And it's hard because, you know, when my kid does something I'm proud of, like, I want to talk about that. Right, right. You I know, understand. to the grandparents and or, you know, my husband will come home and we'll talk about. But I also want them to know that they have value beyond their achievements. Right. And I don't know that I'm great about acknowledging that. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not either. Because I don't necessarily know how to. You know, my daughter plays a lot of sports and it feels like that's very centric to our conversations like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you did great this weekend" or the, here's where it could have been better. You know what I mean? But like, um, she offers value just being. Mm-hmm. So I often have to like think before I talk mm-hmm. and like maybe say she's, I don't know, doing great at being a self-starter or being a good friend or being a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Other than like performance-based? Yeah. Yeah, I think those are great examples. Or she's a good communicator, or she's funny, or whatever, you know? Right, Yeah, I'm failing hard, I think. (laughs) But you're not. One of the things that I said that is different from the way I imagined it is that I am more human than I could have imagined looking at my life as a unmarried 20 year old or a newlywed, when I imagine like parenting, you don't factor in into the future plan. The fact that you're human who has limits, who can have a temper or who can snap or who can be frustrated with the people that you love and is not always this picture perfect parent. Right. And I think that's natural. We don't factor those things in. And we also don't necessarily don't remember those things when we look back, but I'm hardest on myself about those moments because I feel like those don't fit as much as from the outside. I can say like, yeah, a human does not have an endless well of patience for whatever is thrown at them. And I think even our children sometimes need to see, Hey, your behavior has consequences. I'm not going to stop loving you, but I'm also not going to let you treat me like this. And just keep smiling. Right. I don't think we account for that when we're looking at our future. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes us really hard on ourselves because that doesn't match the image of who we thought we should be. Right. So that's 
wild to me because I never really envisioned myself. I mean, I always wanted to be a parent. I always wanted to be a mom and have kids, but I never like had a vision for what my parenting role would look like. Mm -hmm. And I think it's solely based on having kind of a traumatic childhood and like twice divorced families and, you know, like messed up. So there was no like roadmap of Mm -hmm. like, this is what a parent should do. And like, look, nobody's perfect. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting like, yes, my parents were not great. They had their moments. There were good things, but also bad things. Right. But like, there is no book on Mm -hmm. how to be the perfect parent. So anyway, my point is I never really like had like a vision of like what kind of parent I would be. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like you had an idea of like what kind of parent you wanted to be? Well, it's funny that you say that because I think we either come out of our childhood feeling like I want to be like my parents were or I want to be different than they were. Uh And that sounds very obvious, but I think I took a lot of lessons from the kind of parent my mom was and I kind of just envisioned myself living her life. Oh. She was... It's nice. I mean, it was nice. That's and nice. she was a good, involved, stay-at-home parent. And I don't mean that good and stay-at-home involved are synonymous. Right. Those are no, three separate descriptors. But she was the PTA president and the Girl Scout troop leader and the cotillion chairperson and the room mom and the this and the team mom constantly, always. Like, if there was a leadership role, she was in it. Mm-hmm. And I have done that to an extent, not to the extent that she's done it. But in many ways, I am that parent, and I'm, for the most part, a stay-at-home parent, and the person who drives and picks my kids up from school, and often the one who's volunteering in classrooms, although obviously that has faded away as they've gotten older. But, you know, the PTA mom, and I was the Girl Scout troop leader for six years. So I think I kind of took the blueprint from her, because for our family, that worked. Right. And that's kind of what I envisioned. And are you happy with that or this is such a side topic do you struggle with not having like an identity outside of that well what I didn't realize then and didn't really realize until I was several years in was that there's sacrifice involved in choosing that yeah and I always thought that getting the opportunity to be the stay-at-home parent was the goal and then beyond that okay that I wasn't working that's fine Mm-hmm. And I didn't recognize the trade-off and what it means in your marriage to not be the person who's working and to realize like, hey, I've chosen to be at home with my kids. So that's in 21 years from both of my kids, from when my son was born until my daughter turns 18. Again, I'm not saying you stop parenting, but I will be 48 years old when my daughter graduates from high school. That's a little hopefully a lot of life left. Yeah. And then what? And then what? Right? Because now I don't have these children to put all of my time and energy into. But I also haven't been nurturing this career for the past 18 years. Mm -hmm. So while I chose, we chose it. I mean, I didn't do it by myself. My husband and I had to make that work. But while we chose that, it's not without its sacrifice. And that is not something I could have foreseen. Yeah. 
And I don't know if my mom ever felt like that. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious if we have any listeners who were stay-at-home moms and then transitioned out. Like, what they what did they do after that? Well, and I'm starting to see a lot of parents my age or with kids in my stage of life who are starting to go back to work, starting to phase themselves back in. And I haven't quite figured out what that looks like Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. because my husband's goal is I'm retired and I'm done. Yeah. And I look at 48 and I'm like, I can't, I need something to do. Yeah. And maybe that's volunteering. Maybe it's not a job, Yeah. but I'm going to need a purpose and things to do and reasons to get out of the house and, I need to feel like I have something to do with my day. Yeah. For the entire second half of our lives. I know. It's a that, long time. That really, that really scares me. Mm-hmm. It really scares me. Because then when we talk about value, like I feel like I don't offer any value to a company anymore in a workspace because I haven't worked in 18 years, you know, which is not true. We've learned a lot of skills here along the way. No, I don't. I think we need to rethink the way we look at value. And I think there is a place, but figuring out what it is, is terrifying. I saw a TikTok of (laughs) this couple and they were newly empty nesters and they were doing a Dunkin' Donuts taste test of Uh their coffees. And it was just so fun. They're like, we're empty nesters and we're like living life. All these things that we just like, we've got time to do this in our day now. And I was like, that's the kind of thing that I need to see. Not that I think my life is over when my kids are gone. I, very. That's quite the opposite. Uh-huh. I think, like, look at all this freedom we'll have in our lives. Our lives are very much revolve around my kids' schedules and my kids' needs. And I feel like it is going to be a very different stage of life. And I need to see the positive transitions into that space. Because yeah, right totally. now it feels very scary. Yeah, I like, I need, I need to see it. Like, I'm very much a person like, show me an example. Mm-hmm. Let me see like, if, uh, how it's been done. If that is you, like, please email, please email us. Yeah. I, I just need some examples. And if you started transitioning back to that life when your kids hit a certain age, so that you weren't starting from scratch. Right. You drop them off at college and now you've got to come home and do get what? on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay, let's get back to parenting. If you were to look at parenting today, what do you think is your biggest struggle? There are several. Mm-hmm. The biggest one is that it's, I have to remind myself that it is not my life. Mm-hmm. And... Or my experience. So, you know, she started high school this year and she's involved in all these things. And I have to remember that this is her time, Mm -hmm. not like I don't get a redo. Right. right? So like I need to like take a step back and I I feel excited for her. I think that's what it is, is like I feel excited for her. But I need to also remember like, like not to step in on it, Mm -hmm. kind of like Mm -hmm. let her have the experience on her own. The other thing struggle is, is like, I am trying so hard not to be like, well, actually, or like spew my advice all the time. Mm -hmm. Like if she's talking, I have to literally tell myself in my head, shut up, don't say anything, just listen to what she's saying, you know? Mm -hmm. 
That's an everyday thing for me. And then I think it's just about learning where we are in our relationship together. Mm-hmm. The other struggle that I'm really having is that, I don't want to say it's like a control thing, but she's really pushing for independence. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that just wants to keep her in a box just to keep her safe. Mm-hmm. Because of course, like she's 14 and a half and thinks she knows everything about everything. And I'm just afraid. Like, I don't want her to experience like these terrible things that I have experienced. But Mm -hmm. then like on the other side of me is like, she needs to learn that there is a real world happening around her and Mm -hmm. how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. So it's just a weird season of life. It is just so different. Like I am no longer, you know, teaching her how to brush her teeth or tie her shoes. I feel like I'm trying to teach her about how to be a young adult. Yes. And it is hard because there's so much pushback from her. Toddlers are hard, but they are like a sponge and they will listen to you because you're the authority figure in their lives. But now as teenagers, like there's just so much pushback. So that's very difficult. For me, very much in line with what you said, my biggest struggle with my kids is not putting my image of happiness and contentment and life enjoyment onto them or projecting it over what it actually means to them. Right. You know, if I look at high school, I think like, yeah, go out and be social and go to the football game and go out with your friends. Whereas my son, perfectly content to like play on the computer with his friends remotely on Friday night. Right. And my husband and I are like, don't you want to go out? Don't you want to have friends over? Yeah. And sometimes I don't know where the line is from pushing and encouraging and facilitating to just running over what his needs are. Right. And to your point of raising young adults, I feel like I'm running out of time to teach all of the lessons oh my I God. need to teach. And I feel like sometimes I'm just trying to cram it all in. 100%. Like sometimes when he's getting out of the car, I'm like, work hard and be nice. And yeah. <laughs> yes, make good choices. Totally. But then they just say, I know, I know, I know. And I think, but do you know? Yeah. And then I think of all of these lessons that he needs to learn about consent and about good choices and about... Like, I understand that at some point you're going to try certain substances and making good choices about not driving and not getting in a car and knowing you can call me no matter what. And I just feel like there are so many things. And I like the time is running out because there's going to become a point where I can't just constantly be telling him what to do anymore. God. And I have to trust him to do it. Uh, I can't. That makes me feel anxious. Yeah. I don't, (laughs) I'm so scared of that. Yes, I totally hear you. Like, I feel like I'm running out of time for all the lessons. Mm. I just think a lot of times, like, did I ask them about their day enough? Did we have enough conversations? Was it enough? Right. When I look at the day, I'm like, I drive them to school. I pick them up from school. They do homework. We have dinner. But some days there's very little time where we're actually together Uh because of their schedules and Everyone kind of decamps to their own space at night. Yeah, same. And I just think, was it enough? But I also think that's also where they are in life. I don't think that's unusual for teenagers to not want to hang with their parents. I mean, I spent a lot of time in my room. Me too. Alone with my TV or my music or on the phone with friends. Me too. And I was very content in that. Same. So I have to remind myself, like, I think that's just what teenagers are like. Mm -hmm. But... On the flip side of that, 
when my kid is begging to eat dinner with me, like I feel like then I'm not giving her enough. Yeah, but then you heard it and you're like, well, now we're going to make it happen. We'll see. <laughs> you don't need to do it every night. No, I know. I mean, committing well, to like, hey, this is our Sunday family dinner. I don't think she wants to eat with you every night anyway. She, uh, our schedules don't <laughs> even allow. And it's not even our schedules. It's her schedule doesn't allow. No, I get it. So I, I don't e- We haven't eaten dinner like at home together in weeks because well, and I think of her schedule. You know, there's this whole like eat dinner together thing. We've talked about it before on the podcast. I know we have, but there are other ways to make room for family time in your life that the 2022 vision of family doesn't necessarily allow for everyone sitting at the dinner table together at the same time. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing too, is like, I feel like, and this is a tangent, but we're, we're all so busy. I'm busy. My daughter's busy. My husband's busy. Like you said, we're human. We don't have an you know, uh, the patience or the bandwidth every single day. And I feel like sometimes if I'm like forcing us like a forced family time, we all kind of bring like a negative like attitude to it. And then it's not fun. Mm -hmm. And then who wants to do that again? Right. So I'm curious about your forced family time. Do you guys, is it in, is it pleasurable then it ends up being joyful Usually, yes. But also, we had a, the end of summer, the attitudes were very strong in our house. Mm -hmm. And we had a very, I will admit, not in the calmest voices conversation with our children. Like, we kind of blew up because we were just tired of the, uh, uh, fine, uh, what, why? And I I was like, that's not how we talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you can express an opinion and not like something. But also, I don't want to be talked to like I am a burden. Right. And so, like, let's change the way we talk to each other. Don't you feel like that is an ongoing conversation, never ending, that you're always having to remind them? Yes, and I try and model it, too, because, again, I'm uh, human. I get frustrated. Uh, I get annoyed. Yeah. I react in ways that I'm not super proud of. Mm-hmm. But then I try really hard, A, if I do it, to apologize and to acknowledge, like, hey, that's not how I wanted to act in that moment and be also to model like if you're telling me something that's frustrating I can handle it I'm not going to react negatively right so you didn't tell your 14 year old to f off this not recently summer. I did <laughs> I, I did I'll admit it I did it was not pretty and I apologize for it like the good thing about me one of my best characteristics is I will take responsibility for my actions and I apologize almost immediately after Mm -hmm. and did feel terrible about it because I didn't I don't want her to think that like that's how I see her Mm -hmm. you know I'm not the best parent is what it comes down to (laughs) but that's the thing like going back to our conversation nobody is the best I'm not the best anything yeah I'm just doing my best. It's hard. I see. I can appreciate that. You said you're doing your best. There are days where I'm definitely not doing my best. Yeah, but sometimes your best isn't 100%. I know. I know. I'm. Can you tell I'm really hard on myself? <laughs> no, and I get it. But I the idea that we're doing our best means we're always performing at the top of our game. I, it doesn't mean that, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. It means like... There's all this other stuff, and I'm continuing to show up. Maybe not in the 
picture-perfect TV family way. Right. But I am continuing to show up for them. Well, I think that's what I have to re- to remember is that like, are, is there food in the house? Is your child being fed? Is your child going to school? Do they have clothes to wear? Do they have shoes on their feet? Yes, 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 yes. If they need something, can they come talk to Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Do they know that you're going to make sure they get to all the things they need to get to? Right. 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 <sighs> Do you want to take a quick break before we come back and talk about some Target Beauty products? Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> Welcome back. It's time for Megan and Wendy Approved, where we each share something we've used and we love. Last week, everything was at Target. Technically, you can get both of these items elsewhere, but mm-hmm. I'd like to think this is a real, this is where I buy these items. Double Target week. Absolutely. Especially my item. I was in Target last night and I cruised by just to see if they had this in store because I think I bought it online and they had like a bunch of different ones, yeah. like different scents. So my item is the Tree Hut. You know, we talk about Tree Hut a ton here. This is not a scrub. It's the Coconut Lime Moisturizing Shave Oil. Oh, it's so nice. I saw this on the list. It didn't even occur to you me just that saw it was the shave oil. Yes. <laughs> no, it comes in a pump. It has, uh-huh. you know, or a tall bottle with a pump. It's really nice and light. It has a juicy, yummy smell. And like, it's a great product to use you know listener sheila recommended the tree hut shave oil to us months and months ago i wonder if that's what put you onto it probably probably does it make your shower slippery not that i've noticed no this is an oldie but a goodie but it is a product that i have repurchased and that i'm always happy to find in my purse because there's always one rolling around in my purse yeah. or in my makeup drawer and it is it's just a lip gloss it's the neutrogena hydro boost lip shine in the color berry brown it's just a nice neutral I mean, really, for all seasons. I just like it. It's got a lot of shine. It's got a decent amount of pigment. It's an everyday color for me. I love a drugstore lip gloss. I've had it for a long time, but they still sell it. That's good. I mean, sometimes I'm telling you, Target, some some of these beauty products are hard to find. Yes, and I feel like Neutrogena is a brand that is often overlooked and Mm -hmm. therefore often very well stocked. This gloss is not sticky, doesn't dry my lips out. It's very comfortable to wear. Nice. Love it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Before you go, you know what you should do? You should leave us a five-star rating and a review with your words. And be sure to come back on Thursday for our next Girls Gone Hallmark episode. Have a great week. Don't be too hard on yourself. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.